All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm super excited because we have Jen Dugard back again. Um, ideally, everyone listened to this episode yesterday, so you know all about Jen and, and who she has it. If you've maybe just stumbled across this one randomly, I'm going to simplify it. Jen's one of the foremost experts in Australia, if not the world, when it comes to training pregnant women. She's also um, a runner herself, so she's um, got a lot of knowledge when it comes down to tra- um, you know running and pregnant women and, and post natal women. So we're just going to dive straight into it. Um, Jen, we might start at like the pre-screening side of things and even maybe yeah. not even running specific. Let's just mm. say, you know, someone's just had a, a baby. What are the guidelines sort of say? When are they ready to to go back? What sort of screening is, is traditionally done maybe in the medical side of things? Is that enough? What should we do? Uh, I think you've got a whole keynote so PowerPoint on this. So if you, could, <laughs> if you could summarize that in about five, 10 minutes, that would be great. I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the, the traditional thing that we hear in the industry and, and whether you're trained in working with postpartum women, pregnant or postpartum women or not is, you know, you can return to exercise after your six week checkup. Now we want to really make sure that trainers understand that the six week checkup is it's a doctor's clearance of, and I'm going to use the word normal. Um, not that, you know, does anyone actually fit into normal, but the six week I was interested and we're redoing the pre and postnatal um, guidelines with Ozactive at the moment. Oh, and wow. one of the people we have on the panel is an obstetrician. Um, and we were talking about what even is the postpartum period yeah. and medical, the medical um, period for postpartum is six weeks. Yep. So really? That's where, yeah. So the okay. six weeks, they, they then discontinue their medical care. Yeah. So gotcha. I think the problem that's been created, and this was really highlighted to me yesterday, was we then as an industry have taken six weeks as being, you can return to exercise. And if you don't know any better, fine. You've had your six week checkup, you can go, you can do whatever you want to do. I was yesterday going, well, how do we create a postpartum period for the fitness industry yeah. that is not wrapped up in the medical? Like, can we do that? And can we just do it on Wikipedia or something like that? <laughs> Um, I don't know the process of doing that, but what we do know is that the effects of pregnancy and childbirth go way beyond Mm. that six weeks. So, you know, the six week checkup is the tick of approval from the medical practitioners to say everything is within the realms of normal. You can move forward on your exercise journey. Um, we as exercise professionals then need to understand that that doesn't mean that she can just go back to what she was doing pre-pregnancy. So if we put it into the context of going, you know, if you'd have had an ACL reconstruction or any kind of other injury, you'd go from surgeon back to your doctor. You'd probably then go to a a physio. You'd be given a rehab path. And that's what we don't have in place within the industry yet. So that's awesome. Yeah, we just need to know that Six-week checkup is important. We must have that for our insurance purposes, but it is not where 
that rehab period. That, that's where the rehab period starts. It's not yeah. where the, the normal exercise begins. Um, and then you question around pre-exercise questionnaire. So every PT that, that does the right thing and does pre-exercise questionnaires, um, they'll have three questions on there. Question number one will be, have you had a baby in the last 12 months? Yep. Now that question in itself is flawed because we have women that, you know, they have contraindications caused by pregnancy and birth yeah. when they're six six months postpartum, six years postpartum. So we need to widen that to have you ever had a baby or have you ever been yeah, pregnant? That's awesome. Also women out there that, what you is know, the, you know, the, the, like, um, the, the kind of adult exercise pre-screening tool that's recommended, you know, Active, SR, Sportsman, that's still, have you had a baby in the past 12 months? Yep. Yeah, wow, yep. and okay. I know that we're looking at it at the moment going where what do we refer to what what medical questionnaires do we refer to for postpartum women there's some really yeah. good um pregnancy ones really thorough but there's nothing out there that we've found as yet and we're in discussions as to whether we create one ourselves or not obviously that creates yeah. a much longer process um for the moment there's a a really great, great questionnaire from pelvic floor first that but it is very pelvic floor specific yeah. so you know you can refer to that um, but you need to go and do some further education to then know how to implement the proper questions. So, you know, the first question that they're going to ask is, have you had a baby in the last 12 months? The second one they're going to ask is, have you had your six-week checkup? The third one that they're going to ask is, do you feel okay? So if you answer yes, 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 you're fine. To a trainer that's not educated, whether it's running, not running, any movement at all, we're not delving any deeper into what is going on with that woman, and we must do that. Gotcha. Okay. Question with that. You mentioned kind of the rehab process with the ACL. Do you recommend the same with, with, um, postnatal, like someone's, you know, got their six week checkup. Should the trainer say, right, you know, before you see me, next thing I recommend is go and see a women's health physio. Is that recommended, um, optional? What, what's your take there? I mean, it's highly optional because it's okay. not, um, it's not a pathway. However, gotcha. um, I highly look. I would when I when we were always running Body Beyond Baby, my group exercise business for mums, we would get every single mum to see a pelvic health physio, and um, yeah. that's like new terminology for women's health physio. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And we would have probably ninety-five to hundred percent of women seeing a pelvic health physio within their first twelve weeks of training with us, if not more, if not sooner than that. Yeah. So, if I had my way, I would say that. Every single woman that's ever had a baby will benefit from seeing a pelvic health physio, if not seeing them in pregnancy, because we could pick up things in pregnancy. Maybe they've got a hypertonic or a too tight pelvic floor. And if they knew that during their pregnancy, maybe their birth process could be easier. And I say that with maybe because there's no research out there, but it makes sense to me that if your pelvic floor doesn't release it's really hard to push a baby out you're at higher risk of birth trauma um, and we see things like that a lot especially within exercise professionals that are you know or people that train a lot and they're really wound up and really tight and they're never taught how to release so um, to answer your question if we as trainers could get every single one of our mum clients to see a pelvic health physio regardless of when they had their baby yeah. so if they've got any symptoms postpartum, they're only going to get worse as they move through the rest of their life as a, as a woman and into perimenopause, menopause. So yeah. Question with that is, would there be a reason, like, are any women hesitant to, to see that? Cause they're like, Oh, it sounds a bit, you know, um, I don't know, personal or it's just, I'm busy. I've got too much stuff on, or 
are most in your experience, I know everyone's different in your experience, are most mums usually like, you know what, that sounds like a good idea. I'm definitely going to do it. Or is there sometimes pushback? Ah, do I really have to? What's your take there? There's absolutely pushback sometimes, okay. but I think it comes in the confidence of the trainer that's ad, like advising them to go and see the physio and how they explain the importance. So, you know, I probably had a handful of women that pushed back and didn't want to go, but if I say to them things like, it doesn't matter how good I am at my job, I cannot see or feel your pelvic floor. So, yeah. You know, we can, I can teach you the best I can with hands-on externally, but there's no way that I can tell you exactly what your pelvic floor is doing if you're at risk of prolapse, um, any of those things. So, you know, it could just be a tick of approval. So, you know, getting right. women that are non-symptomatic to see a pelvic health physio can be harder because they're like, well, why would I? But I always like to play on that and go, well, they're the women that often want to push harder quicker. And I'm yeah. like, just go see them and we can work as hard as you can, hard as you want to work after that. Once I know that your pelvic floor is functioning well, your abdominal wall is fine, your pelvis is fine and, and all of the above. So definitely pushback. One of the biggest pushbacks we get is women that say, I can't afford it. But yeah. what I would say to a trainer that, that a woman says that is, get them to not train with you for a week, two yeah, weeks, yeah, you know, yeah. show them how important it is to you because they've obviously yeah. got the money to invest in training. So if you say, you know, the appointment's 120 bucks, you're, you're charging hundred bucks, I hope for PT, fine, don't train with me for a session or two sessions. And they come back to me when you've done that. And that really highlights the importance of that checkup. Gotcha. All right. Running specific. What do we running. do running wise? How do we, when do we know if we're ready as a, as a postpartum woman? Yeah. So we obviously want to go into like pelvic floor is a really big one in terms yeah. of running. So we want to make sure that she's not sick. Like I sit in the camp of making sure that she's not symptomatic at all. Okay. Um, and what that means is she's not experiencing any incontinence. She's not experienced any dragging or heaviness or any kind of feeling um, like that through the pelvis, especially in those early stages. So there's definitely schools of thought out there that, you know, can we adapt the way she's running? Can we adapt mm -hmm. her posture and her running style in order to stop leaking in someone that is leaking while they're running. I think that that conversation for me at least comes down the track. If I've got a woman that is symptomatic in any way in terms of pelvic floor or, or pelvic pain, so pelvic yeah. pain is another big one. So whether she, you know, pubic symphysis pain, sciatic pain running down the back of the leg, um, pelvic girdle pain, any kind of pelvic pain at all, I'm number one taking out single leg exercise to my strength training because we want to make sure her pelvis stays nice and stable and if you take that that next step further both walking and running are single leg exercises so if i've got someone that's experiencing yeah. any kind of pelvic pain i'm definitely not getting them to start running i'm that is a really big big you know selling point warning sign whatever you want to say to say hey why don't you go and see a pelvic health physio you want to yeah. run your pelvis is telling you um, that it's not happy with that. Let's get you looked after. And then what's probably going to happen in that, that appointment is they're going to look at their pelvic floor anyway. They're going to look at their transverse abdominis. They're going to look at their pelvic stability, their transfer of load. We want to get all of that stuff sorted out before we even think about adding the running to it. So, you know, in terms of progression, we're going to go see a pelvic health physio. We're going to learn how to activate pelvic floor and TA. I would start with in, isolate, in isolation. Then we're going to make sure that we're integrating um, pelvic floor and TA into movement-based exercises. We're going to work on our strength work. Um, I like to say to, to women that are runners, 
in pregnancy. Let's stop running in pregnancy. And we'll okay. maybe touch on this a little bit more yeah, in a right. second. But yeah. um, let's treat pregnancy as the off season. Um, yeah, let's give it. the pelvic floor a break. Let's give all the, you know, the muscles, the, the pelvis, all the stuff that can be unstable. Let's give it a break and work on, you know, the, the isolated muscle movements, the, the small muscles that you kind of forget about when you, when you can just go out for a run. Like we, we don't do our calf raises. We don't do our single leg squats or whatever it may be. Um, so we want to really make sure when she's returning to running, she's got a really, really good strength base. Um, on two feet and on single leg. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds, so let me summarize, make sure I've got it. So, you know, um, someone's had their baby, you know, they get their doctor's clearance. Uh, ideally they see a women's um, uh, pelvic floor specialist. They yeah. start training with you. Um, if there's, if there's no symptoms there, are they pretty much good to ease back into it or have you, are you straight back into it? Or have you got, you know, some, some recommendations there? Do we start it? percentages or times or is it more just a feeling thing what what kind of tips can you give us there yeah we've put together so we we're about to launch a course Jono which I know that you know about called safe return to exercise running edition so I've just pulled up our um, checklist that oh, we've sick. got inside that course yeah, so I yeah, thought yeah. I'd share that Woo, everyone with me. a bit of a yeah. practical thing that you can implement so um, in our checklist, we're, we're making sure that women can walk for 30 minutes continuously without any pain or symptoms before we yeah. add any kind of running in there. Yeah. We're making sure that they can balance for 10 seconds with their eyes open and their eyes closed on a single leg. Um, we're making sure that they can do a single leg squat 10 reps on each leg so obviously looking for things like uh that is the is their knee collapsing when i say single leg squat it would be off a off a bench and not just, asking yep. you to go right down into a pistol yeah, yeah. squat <laughs> i'm thinking is it with a barbell and you're doing a i'm ready to run no me neither um <laughs> a bench kind of level can she get up and back down in a controlled manner with good form so is it you know what's what's a foot look like is a knee dropping in is a pelvis staying straight when she's doing those movements and um, we want to ask her to jog on the spot for around a minute so when you're jogging on the spot you're actually putting more um more stress down through your pelvic floor because of your center of gravity like when you run you're going to run in a forward movement which is going to take some of the pressure off your pelvic floor um, but when you're jogging on the spot like i know even now like i run and my pelvic floor is is fine mostly but if i am in a warm-up class and it's jogging on the spot some days i'm just like that just does not feel right for me so if that's something that doesn't feel right continuously for someone um then maybe that running is not not ready they're not ready to run just yet um then we're asking them to do some forward bounds so to making sure that they can take that impact through their pelvic floor through their pelvis through their knees um getting them to hop on one leg um getting them to calf raise so we're looking for 20 reps on each leg of a single leg calf raise um, we're looking for a single leg bridge up and down 20 reps and we're looking for some sideline abduction as well so there's some of the the things that we're wanting to go can they do these before we start to integrate a running program to them um, or for them and yeah we're looking for things like that the knee drop, the collapsing with single leg work, any kind of hip drop, um, and any kind of like trunk lean when they're, you know, they're, they're doing single leg work. So can they stay stable? Do they have a good transfer of load? Because, you know, you've got abdominal wall as well. Like 
we've not talked about abdominal separation, but if someone's got a wide abdominal separation, it might be that there is no, no structure or no, um, I guess, nothing with integrity at the linear alba. So they're going to struggle with that transfer of load as well. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Gotcha. All right. There's some good tips there. Before we get to the, the pregnancy side of things, um, let us know about this course, Jen. This podcast will launch in a, in a week or so. I understand yep. you're all, let us know. Um, let us know a bit about what's in it and when it's ready, where does someone go to to find the course? Yeah. So the course is this is a fully self-directed course um, it can be done in addition to or separate from safe return to exercise so it covers some of the the things in safe return to exercise obviously if you want to dive deeper you need to do the the full course but this one is specific to trainers that want to return their clients to running it's going to go through anatomy it's going to go through all the strength exercise we've got an exercise library in there of some of the strength exercises to do with your clients and then we give you i'm just looking at the program now and um, we give you a 12-week return to run program as part of that so you know walk 60 minutes on most days of the week add some cross training start some impact like that kind of thing how to progress your clients from week one to week 12 um, and I should also say this course has been done in collaboration with a pelvic health physio Madison oh, Cutmore um, and she yeah she works at the physiotherapy clinic and previously worked at iMove which is a specific to running clinic in Clovelly so it's not just me on this one I'm not you know I know a lot about pre and postnatal exercise and she's brought the real physio running side into it to make sure that we're ticking all the boxes and then it's been looked over by um, Joe Murdoch who is probably is my mentor in the the physio physiotherapy space so Sounds awesome where, where yeah. i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people listening that are like i'm gonna do it where, where do we go to get it when it's live um the course will be on the on the gendugard.com website when we launch it um but if you're following either my instagram page gendugard or there is a standalone safe return to exercise instagram page you'll see it pop up there and we'll make sure jono that you get get the link yep awesome. we'll give you guys a, a pre-launch discount i think for this one yeah. Awesome. Keen. So if you're listening to that, either make sure you're on my email list or go and jump on Jen's email list because there'll be some sort of special coming up shortly. That might be a good thing is if we want to get on your email list, Jen. Yeah, they can go to, there's a resource, um, a safe return to running resource. Let me, I'll get that for you. And it's a checklist so that they can download that as a, so they've got some value and then that'll put them on my mailing list. So I'll make sure that you've got the link to that. Awesome. All right. Um, let's just touch on, on running during pregnancy a little bit. Sounds like you lean on the side of, Hey, if you can give it a break or what's, what's your take there? Yeah. I love this question. It's one that we have a lot of conversation around. Yeah, I can imagine. To exercise. So that a lot of people will say, Oh, you know, if she feels okay, we can keep doing it. Yeah. Um, the problem with that is unlike pelvic pain, 
or knee pain or wrist pain, which is some of the other kind of common contra contraindications for pregnant and postpartum women, your pelvic floor is often not painful. It can be, um, but if you are putting load through your pelvic floor and potentially damaging your pelvic floor, you're not really going to know about it until later on. You might experience some leaking, some other symptoms, but again, leaking is not painful. It's really easy to shut down. You just do what you want to do for, for whatever other reason. So we align with the thinking of if you're still running at around that 20, 20 week mark, so halfway through, we're encouraging you to consider risk versus reward. So what is the reward of running for the remaining 20 weeks versus the risk? Um, and the majority of women that, that want to run during pregnancy are the ones that we know want to return to running earlier postpartum so if we can talk to them and say hey why don't you walk up some steps um why don't you you know get on a treadmill would you consider swimming like a lot of runners will just go no way like i'm not getting in a pool and i completely respect that yeah. would you get on a bike like what are the other cardiovascular um things that we can give you to give you that you know, that stimulus and that feeling, um, but that it's not running. So we take that pressure off your pelvis. We take the pressure off your pelvic floor. Um, we treat pregnancies the off season, and then we return you to running sooner postpartum than we would if you continue to run, do further damage to your pelvic floor, put more stress on your joints and, and tendons and muscles and all that kind of thing. And then the recovery process takes longer. So I know not everyone does it, um, but if we could encourage women to stop running around that 20-week mark, and you know what, if they're really, really not going to do that, please make sure that you're under the guidance of a really great pelvic health physio that is also mm -hmm. ideally musculoskeletal, so they're looking at the whole system um, and then and guiding you that way. Love it. All right. Well, hey, um, we'll start to wrap up here, Jen. I'm going to ask you the same question I did in the previous episode but more yep. on the focus of like exercise, if possible, training mums as well. Uh, yep. Biggest mentors there. So same thing, paid, unpaid and book that you recommend every fitness professional should read. Awesome. So I, my unpaid mentor in this space would be Jolene Murdoch of the physiotherapy clinic. I walked into her clinic in 2008 after I launched Body Beyond Baby mm -hmm. and she has taught me so much um, and yeah, consistently still shows up today over a decade later, does education for our mum safe trainers. So wow. huge, huge shout out to Joe. She is also actually has a course of her own for fitness professionals. So um, there's is she on social. Her. How do we, how do we follow her? Yeah. Look up the physiotherapy clinic. Um, that would be a really good place to find her and what she does. And then if you were to go to the physiotherapy clinic, in, uh, Facebook, sorry, website, they've got an education page there as well um paid it's really hard you know because you kind of were the forefront of this well yeah yeah i mean you know who i really love because of his controversy controversy con what is that word controversy <laughs> is anthony Lowe. Oh. um he's a great physiotherapist um sitting in this space challenges the hell out of me um i've actually i've done did one of his courses years ago but i really love i don't agree with everything that he says um he doesn't agree with everything that i say and and we could both stand there and i think that's really important in the industry yeah. to know well this is what i believe in this is the demographic i'm working with this is what you believe in this is the demographic you're working with and and how do we bring that conversation to the trainers that we're working with and help them to make up their own minds um but i definitely recommend going to look at, at he's got a some funny nickname does he have a nickname that he's known as yeah the, the physio physio detective that's the one yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um so yeah he's got a great great course more in the athlete kind of space 
And then book. I'm trying to think what books I've read in. I've read so many books over the years. You can give your own a plug here if you want. Yeah, like read. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. I think, you know, to be completely honest, I've probably read more studies around this space, yeah. like journal articles than specific books. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably recommend, you know, if people want to delve deeper into this space, you know, find a friend who has access to all the, all mm. the paid journal articles. I get Joe to send some, we, we put some in our Facebook group now and again. Um, but yeah, have a deep dive into some of the articles, maybe make a challenge yourself to read one a month on a different, it doesn't even need to be in the pre and postnatal space, but to, to go challenge your beliefs and, and look at the research that is being doing out there. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Jen, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you want to finish us off with? I don't think you've forgotten anything. I'd love to say thank you. Um, I really appreciate, I truly believe in collaboration um, over competition in the industry. Mm -hmm. and, and to give you a plug, Jono, I think you're one of the, the leaders in what we do um, and really help to bring our industry together and, and lead the way in showing other trainers that are up and coming that we get to work together. We don't have to work in competition. And, and when we, we're all working together, our whole industry rises. So there's space enough for everyone. And, and yeah, supporting each other is awesome. Love it. All right, Jen, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.